podcast hosted by me dan how are you everybody this is season six this is episode five and this one we are getting the first of the three holiday episodes for this season the evil eye and it's halloween and and, uh i think in the next episode we'll get thanksgiving and the christmas one has already gone up uh but uh we'll talk about that when we get closer to that but uh we're talking the evil eye and the claw meets the fonz or the god fonzer that's that's for real that that was really the the uh, echo, uh, the uh, alternate name for this the second episode we're going to be talking about here. Okay, well, sure. So The Evil Eye, both directed by Jerry Paris. Evil Eye, written by Alan Goldstein. Uh, Claw Meets the Fonzor, The God Fonzor, written by Suzanne Gale Harris. The Evil Eye aired October 31st, 78. And then The Claw Meets the Fonz uh, is, is, is November 3rd, 1978. Which means that that episode aired on a Friday instead of the regular Tuesdays, because the, the Evil Eye was airing in its, its regular spot on, a, on the Tuesday. But for some reason, The Claw Meets the Fonz. Must have been a special night or something. November 3rd, 1978. Yeah, because the next episode after that is November 14th, which would which would make sense back to Tuesdays. So uh, in this episode, so it's The Evil Eye, it's Halloween, and there is a woman from Al's old neighborhood uh, and it's they're the Delvecchios, and I forget what her her family's last name is. It's it's Italian last name, and they've always been feuding. And she puts the evil eye of Malocchio on ish, 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 on um uh, the curse on the Delvecchios, and everyone thinks he's overdoing it. But then the Fonz brings her to Al. Al is staying at the at the Cunninghams, and she puts the evil curse on him. And basically takes over his right arm. So whenever a curse is mentioned, he loses control of his right arm. So Richie, Ralph, and Potsy decide to have a little exorcism. Try to get that spell out of there. Get that curse to go away. And get their old friend Al the Del Del Vecchio back. I, no one calls him Al the Del Del Vecchio. But we got a lot of Al in this episode. Let me play you a little something. And I'll be on the other side talking about this episode. silly Halloween episodes. Everyone's having a good time. Everyone maybe overacts a little bit. I think Mr. C is the only one here who does it. Even the Fonz has has a couple of moments. The moment when he's um, when he's under the control uh, of the um, evil eye lady in the end. There's a little bit of um, overdoing. Everyone's overdoing. Like I said, except Mr. C who um, is the one in the raggedy Andy outfit 
and somehow is able to keep control and generally keep his dignity. Mr. Mr. C goes raggedy and Andy more or less to the um, Leopard's Lodge Halloween costume party. And um, they look great. <laughs> Hilarious, but great. At the end of the episode, like I said, it's... it's um, it's Al is cursed, and, and Ralph, of course. As a, it's, it's funny, the previous episode, Ralph like shed all his fears and everything and, and, and saved Richie during the tornado, whatever the heck they were going through. But here, he's back to being uh, the, the thing we don't quite remember him being, but, but just the big scaredy cat and, and yelling and screaming, and, and he wears a garlic necklace to ward away evil while he's sitting at... Um, while he's sitting at uh, Al Arnold's, and uh, yeah, and the lady, the the evil witch lady with the patch over one eye, but she has both her eyes. The patch over the eye is covering the evil eye, and she is um I I I don't know where they got her from, but um, underacting is not her forte. Uh, although it is it is fun that the Fonz has like a little uh, action figure doll of himself. Uh, they didn't make those, did they? This, this was slightly the larger ones, not the um, not the Star Wars size ones. These are slightly larger, not as big as like the GI Joes. That's what it looks like to me. I can't really 100% tell because it's on the TV screen. But there's a little Fonzie action figure, which is pr- probably a real thing. Uh, but I don't know. I, I would have had one, I think. Well, 78. This is 78. I was five. So probably I wouldn't have had one. Um, I might. But yeah, oh, overall, the episode's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, if you can get past, Richie has some egregious moments where he's Merlin and he's doing, um, and when they're singing um, Monster Mash, his, um, is, it's, it's a little rough. Ralph's great, and Potsy, when he finally gets into it properly, is great. But Richie is a little... Uh, maybe he's missing Lori Beth. I don't know. There's no, there's no mention of dates or anything in this for the three, the three main guys. They're just helping Al and singing at the Halloween dance. And, and again, they have that. There's a young woman on drums, and you only see her briefly once. There's one like shot of her drumming, and um, and you think, ah, who is she again? You think they feature her more? I don't know, but uh, she seems to be having fun. Uh, so yeah, so Al gets the curse put on him, and um, there was a great moment where Al rushes into the men's room and you see um and we're outside we're still in the main area and you see al go go he go through the doorway and then you see him go to the left you see like his shadow or him move past like the crack in the door and you think oh my gosh they're they're treating that like it's it's that that uh, like it's correct like you walk in there and you go to the left rather than go to the right where you'd step directly into the ladies room but then when they they step in there no no it's still the same old doesn't make any sense i still don't understand why why not just put the ladies on the left and the men's on the right then that would make sense with it with the architecture of the bathroom in there i'm trying to think what is happy days one of the first shows that has a, a one of its regular sets is is a men's room in a, in a kind of a dive joint diner kind of thing. I don't know. It sounds like something more like um when I said it like that it sounds like something that would've been in a John Waters film, a Desperate Living or something from this time. Uh, so anyway, but but yeah, he gets the kids the curse put on him and there's some lovely uh funny scenes in here. There's a great scene where Al sneaks into the Fonz's apartment and he's and the Fonz shows up with all the ladies to do his Wednesday night cleaning. And so as all the ladies are vacuuming and dusting and cleaning up the place, Al is describing first um, we see it just through mine because the vacuum cleaner's on, and then we hear him describing the, the, the story about the, the evil eye. And that's how the Fonz misunderstands it and thinks that um, he's being shy about wanting a date with this woman. But then, of course, what ends up happening is, is um, the Fonz ends up bringing the old lady to him, and, and, and Al, gets, Al gets zapped. 
Al also does a bad impersonation of Fonzie in this scene, which the Fonz calls him on. Well, it's it's great. I'm, uh, yeah, Al Al Molnaro does a really nice job in this when he's uh, when he's trying to serve the guys a meal, and every time the word curse is said, his right arm goes crazy, and he he punches a banana split, and he knocks water over on uh, Ralph's lap, and gen- and and there's there's a funny, <laughs> I thought it was funny, scene where he's wa- and and his hand is shaking his hand is shaking and he's walking back to the kitchen and everybody's dancing and every time he passes by a gal she goes ah ee, ah and he's just i'm sorry i'm sorry but he he does though when he apologizes he does hold up his left hand instead of his right at first and then and then says no this hand this hand so i don't know maybe al was perving out at that moment i don't know i don't know does, does the um the things that the curse with the hand does, does it make him uh, do, do stuff that like subconsciously he wants to do or 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 like he know he knows he shouldn't like um i don't know like like knocking the knocking the ice over onto uh, the water over onto ralph's lap or, or grabbing some tush on the way uh back to the kitchen i'm not sure but he's a lot of fun in this and and the exorcism scene is is excellent too where they put an old red door on up above the uh, coffee table and al lies on it and um the lights are off and and uh and richie has a merlin uh very you know merlin dunce hat sort of thing on and and uh ralph is a hunchback igor and and potsy is in charge of the music and special effects it's it's a pretty it's a pretty nice it's it's a pretty nice scene it's it's a it's a lot of fun to watch there's some good laughs in there and then when the old lady suddenly shows up it's like oh this is gonna take a turn for the worse and um that um it's it's in the end, and I don't know if this is really this isn't really a spoiler, but but you know he wasn't cursed. It was uh, she. Um, this old lady had this reputation for like scaring the Delvecchios with a curse, so it was just their their own like power of suggestion that always put the curse on them. She she did nothing. She just acted like a crazy old witch lady, and uh, and it works. She she does that here, and she leaves with the Fonz's action figure and. And uh, everything's okay, and they have the big Halloween uh, thing there. I try, I try to think that the thing with an episode like this, which is just pure silly, is there isn't a lot to say. You know, like when we talked Sweet Sixteen last time, there were um, there were um, there were issues, but this there aren't really. Any, I mean, okay, I take this back. There is one issue in it, and I, I would say my two favorite things in this episode I haven't mentioned yet. One I will now and then one i probably will but if you if you know me you you and you know the the podcast or you you know my my chatter in the past i think i think you might be able to figure out what these two things are one of them is a kind of prominent in a few points in the episode and the other is should have been more prominent but you can't have everything so anyway the first thing is you got it monster mash they sing Monster Mash at the beginning, Monster Mash at the end. I mentioned it um, a few moments ago. Um, but uh, the tricky thing with Monster Mash is that uh, it was released as a single in, was it August of 1962? And for a week or two, like in, in October of that year, it went to number one. I think it was two weeks. It went to number one, um, which was uh, awesome. And uh, I also forget, I have the episode playing here that Marion Ross is doing a lot of um, looking at the cameras. Um <laughs> I'm not sure. I think she's been doing that a lot this season. Um, anyway, um, but yeah, so it's tricky because we know that in the uh, in the Christmas episode coming up that it is very specifically 
Christmas 1960. And it's Christmas 1960 because at the very end of that episode, you see like a photo album and there's a shot of, uh, of all of them. Merry Christmas 1960. So either this takes place in October of 1962 and suddenly the show will jump back two years for the Christmas episode, which comes in December, or we're not supposed to care. But then if we're not supposed to care, why do they make it so specific that it's Christmas 1960 in a few episodes? And we can't be we can't be jumping back and forth here. There's no way like this is this is meant to be from two seasons later or something like that. Richie isn't in the show anymore two seasons later. Yeah, 1962 I don't think Richie's, Richie's in it anymore in 1962. He's he's not he's no longer in the show, so this can't be 1962. But then how's how are they playing the Monster Mash? The only thing I can think of is maybe they were practicing in their band at college, and they met a young man and a young student named Calvin Klein, who who no one had really seen before and who vanished soon after that on the night of a big dance. And he played them a Halloween song that he was familiar with. And then they heard the song and they played it. And then one of these nights when they're playing here, Boris Bobby, Bobby Boris Pickett wanders by, hears the song, and then takes it for his own. That's the only thing I can think of. uh, Is if this is Halloween 1960, how on earth can they be singing a song released in August of 1962? The answer is they can't. So either one, someone screwed up. Two, no one cared. Three, this is 1962, which doesn't make any sense. Or four, like I just said, I've got a time travel related theory here. Um, I don't mind them playing the Monster Mash here. It's nice. The closing scene is, is nice when they do it. And the, the opening is, 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 I like it, especially when, um, uh, like they said, uh, Patsy begins to sort of pat Boone it. Um, I like that. That's fun. Um, eh. but, but at the same time, there were monstery songs from the late. 50s and and I'm, I'm sure there was probably one from 1960. I know Monster Mash is probably the best known one, but there were plenty of monstery songs that came out before Monster Mash that they could have played. Maybe not as well known, but when was Flying Purple People Eater? I don't know. You know, they they, they I think they could have done something. I just um I get what they're doing and I understand it, especially because this aired on Halloween. So starting off with them doing Monster Mash was probably very cool. Now now granted, um, I mean yeah eight eight. Uh, 8 p.m. on Halloween, a Tuesday night, when I was five, I would have been out trick-or-treating, so I would not have seen this episode until uh, sometime later when um, uh, repeats, or maybe on Happy Days Again. And I don't know how funny I think. I'm stumping the Monster Mash talk real quick. I've got the scene playing here where Alice spilling stuff on Ralph and everything like that, and they're trying not to say curse, and and Al is is um um giving out uh, waters, and then Potsy's about to say curse, and then Ralph says, "Potsy, stop! You almost said curse!" And he gets the water knocked on him. I thought I don't know how funny that is. I think that joke that joke has a shelf life, and it went stale a long time ago. So yeah, there's, it's a fun Halloween episode. The, the Fonz gets to do some fun stuff. Al gets to do some shtick. Everybody gets some jokes. Everybody gets some laughs. The only person who doesn't really get much to do, well, obviously there's no Lori Beth, there's no Chachi. The other person who just has a brief scene, and this would be the second thing that I like the most about the episode, Joni dressed as a pirate. 
Um, now I'm not gonna I'm not gonna linger too long on this. I looked up now. Now Joni obviously is, is 16, and I had a look. This episode aired when Erin Moran had just turned 18, but it was probably made when she was 17. So I'm not gonna linger too long on it. Although the crowd does when she comes down the steps in her pirate's outfit, everyone goes woo yeah. So the crowd the crowd perved it. All right, and it's weird that it must be because it's a Halloween costume. Like Mr. C was not thrilled with her, like wearing like the bikinis and stuff she wore back in the Hollywood uh, episodes, and yet she's perfectly he's perfectly fine with her wearing the tightest like booty shorts and and the um like the the th- the um you know right below the knee boots and just uh, showing off her legs and she's got great legs. And um, it's a great scene. And they do, however, she's always in the background. You'll note that she's always in the background. She gets a close-up of her face when she's talking about hunks. But she never gets, like, there's never, like, a, a, um, a, a real good, like, shot of Joni in her pirate outfit, which is too bad. Um, but, yes, I know. I apologize. I'll stop right there. But, hey, I she looked great. Um, so, yeah, that, that's that's about it for this one, I think. Oh, yeah, there, there they are, Raggedy Ann and Andy coming down the steps it's a great costume and there's a uh, there's richie with his big sweater that says w richie's got some interesting outfits here he's got the red sweater and then a pink shirt on underneath and then you see a white t-shirt on underneath that he's a uh, poor mr c sometimes i feel like he's in a completely different show uh, so let, let's go on to the next one here for uh, that, that that was a fun one not, not a lot to say on the on the ones that are just straightforward silly fun there's not a lot to say unless they're just not fun at all but this was this was pretty fun so the next one up is yeah i know the the um what is it the the, the claw meets the fawns or the god fawns or whatever it is i gave you the writer uh date and i wonder i wonder why that was on the, the friday night premiered premiered three days later uh al has been looking for a uh partner for the uh, sort of arnold uh uh the restaurant and the franchise and he he joins up with a guy who turns out to be a gangster who's trying to force Al to make him a partner. And so Fonzie and the gang um, have to come up with a way to stop the bad guys. So is this another Al heavy one? I don't know. Is this a is this a God Fonzer heavy one? I guess so. Listen to this. This episode begins with a band uh, doing a number. They're doing maybe baby. It's like the the previous episode. They ended doing more or less the entirety of Monster Mash, and they start off to doing just the beginning. But you you, you get the whole song there, and then this one, you get another whole song. It's time with uh, Potsy wandering through the crowd singing to the ladies, and then occasionally looking at one of the guys and going, "Maybe baby, I'll have you." And they're having a good time. It's the it's the you know it's nineteen sixty I think, and you know we're all. We're all getting to be a little freer. I don't know. I think 1960, we were still deep in what whatever the 50s were. I think we got a couple years before the 60s, as we know it, properly begins. Luckily, Maybe Baby is from 1957, so we don't have any worries about the song they're seeing in this. And then it goes into the episode. The episode is um, 
I really do feel like this is the sort of thing the show should be doing now. Um, we the, the, the problem with the show is when it started, it was very sort of based in trying to base itself in what would have been like regular 50s kind of things happening. Um, but then when it started to go before a live studio audience, it, it got broader and became less like that. And as it's as it's gone on, it's 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 tried to. I mean, not, not that the uh, not the uh, not that the season one and twos didn't have the occasional like um, dealing with a social issue kind of thing or something like that. But they were more generally about the guys getting in shenanigans and getting in some sort of trouble or new girlfriends or going to a party, getting drunk, that kind of thing. But but now the, the, the tricky thing with the show now is it's much broader. Everyone's playing it much broader. When they try to do something that's more like the Sweet 16 episode, when they try to do something like that, it's it kind of comes off as a bit of a dud. When they, when they try to do something where they're um, they are trying to make it feel more like a um, like a, a 70s sitcom instead of a sitcom set circa 1960 at this time. Um, and I kind of think if they embrace, were, were to embrace more like an I Love Lucy silliness, I mean, you remember Lucy's. Occasionally, she got into things that were semi-realistic, but most, most of the time, they weren't realistic at all. They were completely ridiculous, slapstick craziness. And I'm almost thinking, like with this episode, maybe Happy Days should. Happy Days did like a more sort of um, serious or teen kind of '50s thing early on. Now they should embrace the 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 sillier aspects of the '50s sitcoms, like 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 I Love Lucy type things. I mean, I mean, think about it. Was was there an I Love Lucy episode where they all had to dress up like gangsters or something? I feel like there was. I could be making that up. But I mean, this this one is about, you know, this one is pure fun sitcom. Al is going to have Arnold's taken over by a bunch of gangsters, one of whom has an iron hand. This is 1978. This is in between uh, Spy Who Loved Me and Moonraker, which featured Jaws who had an iron jaw or iron teeth. It's very much a um, you know. Then if you want if you want to go even further back, obviously you had Doctor No and his two um, metal or whatever the heck they were hands that he used to smash everything with. You're, you're you're going into pure cartoon territory when they all come in, right? And and there's this thing where it's like uh, we've got one hour before Mister Holloway and the Claw and that other goofy looking gangster e friend of theirs come back and force Al to sign away the place. So we've got one hour. Let's figure out something. And in that one hour, they seem to spend a very leisurely amount of time sitting back at the Cunningham's living room. They don't, like, go outside and prepare something. They go all the, ba- the way back there, call everyone in, bring everyone together. They talk about stuff. They somehow are able to get all these perfectly fitted, like, pinstripe suits, the fake mustaches, the everything in less than an hour. It doesn't make any sense. It's not realistic at all, but it doesn't matter because we're in a sitcom world here. We're not in a world where, you know, we're dealing with any social issues. We're not in a world where we're dealing with, like we will in a few uh, episodes, is Jody smoking? Who cares? This is just fun. This is just fun. It's silliness. The guy has an iron hand. I mean, the the act break where he puts his iron hand through the the, uh, tray... And Al is staring through the tray, looking at the camera more or less through the through the fingers in the hand. No lawyers. That's great. And Al, Al, the thing with Al that's great is we got two great Al episodes in a row. If you've seen Joni Love Shots, you know that kind of by the end of that show, the best part of that show was Al. It was kind of turning into a show about Al. And and again, I, I that's Joni Love Shachi is what is it? Uh, um, the first season premieres after season nine of Happy Days, and then. 
the the rest of the episodes more or less happen in the first half of season 10 we're not going to be there for a while but if you go on on this um on on the eventually super train thread here where you're um where you're listening to this from pr- probably um i would say go to uh, eventually super trains yeah i've said this before but eventually super train what is it one through 18 skip five but one through four and then six through 18 are myself and the great amanda reyes talking in detail about every single episode of joni loves chachi so we got that and the thing as we said is that we really like al by the end of it al is kind of the main guy and so it's nice to have two episodes in a row with him and this is a very funny episode there's a lot of great a lot of great shtick richie's i don't know who the hell he's meant to be is that frank nitty who who is that who is he who is he imitating there hey you guys what are you doing now come on mr big is on the way he's on the way he's on the way hey hey and at first it's annoying the crowd loves it though so so whatever it is i'm I'm, it's on the tip of my mind the uh the sort of um the the imitation he's doing i know i know that imitation does that make scarf the original scarface i i know that imitation for the life of me i can't remember what it is please someone feel free to give me a shout with what that that imitation is and the crowd loves it the crowd is absolutely crazy for it cheering and yelling i do wonder sometimes if the if they shot if they shot the episodes in order because there's some some odd moments where it's like like Mr. C gets a huge round of applause. Like some characters get get big rounds of applause when they come in. Some of them don't. Some of them, like the Fonz, will like get a round of applause in Arnold's, and then he'll show up in and the Cunninghams three minutes later, and he'll get another huge round of applause. Which makes you think. So these may be shot. Like, did they shoot all the Arnold scenes and then all the other scenes, or something like that? Because it's like, why we just you just gave Fonzie a huge round of applause three minutes ago. Why are you giving him another one? I did like in the previous episode when the witch lady leaves with Fonzie's action figure. There's a brief pause, and you can hear like someone started to applaud for the witch lady, and they're like, "Oh, no one else has joined in." Okay, I'm gonna stop. But this, yeah, it's 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 a fun episode, and like like I said, it's pure. This is the kind of episode that when I was a boy, and the, well, I mean, this aired when I was about five and a half, so I don't know that I would specifically have remembered this, but I was certainly seen it in a rerun in the next few years. And this is the kind of episode that I would have just loved, you know, where it's just like bad guys, guy, James Bond style, um, uh, henchmen, and um, and going up against our our group, and they have to save the day. And I, I like that moment too, where they, um, where uh, where Ralph slaps Mr. Holloway or whatever his name, Hallway, accidentally. But he's like, no one's ever done that before, guys. Let's get out of here. And then they're leaving, and you think, oh, that's all it took. But they're not leaving. They actually go and they turn out the light, and there's a fight in the dark. And I, I like that because for a split second it was like, oh, that was it. But no, nope, there's more to it than that. And and um, and the, and the Fonz gets the great moment where he gets to bend the claws fingers back which i always remember when i was a, when i was a kid i think i think that's what it is is that with with something like this where the show now is sort of it is it is a parody of what it used to be but it's still funny and it's still obviously it's very popular i mean this season it was what number three or number four after um laverne and shirley three's company and mork and mindy i mean that's some fun that's a, that's some fun hangout space at the top of the charts there i i just think this is the way this is the way you should do it. This is this is the way it should be done. Um, uh, if if you're going to just just have fun with it, we know the characters, and we can have very special episodes where they're growing up or falling in love, this that and the other. But there's just something fun 
about this episode, you know, and and Richie is pretty, you know, once you get past his his impression and it, yeah, you can begin to warm to it, and then he's got the great moment where um where uh, what is it? He he walks in and and he's got the you know store clothes for sale by owner and Al's sitting on the suitcases and he just walks in and he's go, he's pointing at the sign he's going Al what the heck is this what the heck is this and then he points at the suitcases what the heck are these what the heck are these and then when Fonz says all right Richie we got an hour get the gang together all right Fonz we don't have a gang we don't have a gang and and um oh he did that the other way I did it the, I did it the wrong way around he yells to the Fonz we don't have a gang and then he turns and looks towards Al and the, and the audience we don't have a gang so it's a uh, yeah it's it's we don't have a gang. We don't have a gang, kind of. Um, and and it's just it's just fun to see. Although there is, there, like I said, when you when he says they have an hour, and then you show show them leisurely sitting in the Cunningham's living room, be like, can we pick it up, please? This seems a bit. So it reminded me of um, uh, the sitcom Father Ted. There's an episode called Speed Three. It's the one where Pat Pat Mustard puts the bomb in the milk float, and. Um, and I, I forget what is it. Um, and Dougal's the milkman taking over for the milkman. That oh, because yeah, Pat Mustard is has been fired. So he's the, he was the milkman delivering milk and other goods to the ladies in town. And and Dougal is on the float. It's it's speed three. So when the milk float goes over, what is it? Five miles an hour. The bomb is activated. And so if it goes under five miles, the milk float is going to explode. And so they have to. Dougal has to keep it going over five miles an hour. And Father Ted calls in two other priests to help him figure out what to do. And they're so, they take so much time, and they can't figure. And they're they're just they just they decide to say a mass at one point, and then they suddenly realize that the Poseidon Adventure had Gene Hackman playing a priest. So they spend two hours watching the Poseidon Adventure. Then they think maybe it's time to do another mass, and it's it, it that reminded me of this where it's like there there's a weird sort of tension is up. We got to do this, and they said one hour. And yet we're taking we're taking such time here. Um, uh, I think uh, I think we need to I think we need to pick up the pace. Um, then, uh, and, and another great thing here is like the, like the previous episode. Uh, it ends on Halloween evening, obviously, um, but it takes place over the course of I don't know two two days, three days. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I I I think you got the first day that ends with the Fonz bringing the old lady in. And then you have the scene where there he's knocking over everything at the diner and stuff, and that could be the next day, because that night is the night they do the exorcism. Then it's implied that um, Halloween is is later that night, although I think that's what's implied. It's it's a bit tough to say because they're all going to Halloween parties, but um, there's no mention of we got to get to Arnold's and, and play. So it almost feels like the exorcism happens, and then the next day is Halloween. Um, because they're going to Halloween parties, they're not. They're not specifically saying that Halloween. There's no trick or treaters or anything. So I mean, to me, it takes place over a minimum of two days, probably more like three, I would say, because they say something like Arnold, it's good to see you, uh, Al, it's good to see you up and up and around again. And um, if they just saw him last night and he was up and around, then why would you say that to him again the the next day? That implies time passing. So to me, this previous episode was, I'm going to say three days. But the thing I love about this one is, this one starts in the afternoon, 
and it's everyone's there. It's if this is in between Halloween and Thanksgiving, so school is is in unless it's a unless it's a Saturday or something. But everyone's having lunch or having uh, you know early dinner or the, probably lunch or something after school, just a burger like after school. So let's say it's two in the afternoon, three in the afternoon, and then it's Mister Holloway. I forget if they say he's coming over at ten, or um, I think he says he's coming over at ten. To they're going to talk about it, and then he'll be back in an hour. So to me. Um, the whole thing ends by midnight. So to me, the whole thing takes place over the course of 10 hours, nine hours, something like that. And I like that. I like that. There's a real, um, it, it does have a feel, a push to it, a narrative, narrative flow through that. These guys really want this. They want this fast. And we're kind of rushing to keep up with it and try to save Al. So I, I like the fact that I'm, I mean, I'm going to say it. Yeah. I'm going to say around two to maybe before midnight. So let's say like 10 hours this episode takes place over. I think that's cool and I like that. And it has a nice self-contained feel with just the three bad guys and our others. And um, I, I quite like this episode. And really, I, I kind of really think that at this time in the show, at this time in the show, and I say at this time because the show is going to have, not not this season really, but in the next season and into the next obviously a couple major things will go on and they have the show has to adapt and shift and move and this that and the other but at this moment in the show where the show is so extremely popular big pop culture phenomena still they really are better off just doing these sillier more fun shows that like i said as a kid as a seven or eight year old i would have watched this i would just love it absolutely love it this is the kind of episode they should they should just in a season of these but you know we're gonna get some more episodes uh most likely dealing with um issues sometime soon because that's the way things worked at this time so i will wrap it up right here and i hope you enjoyed this episode you know it's it's a it's a, i i like i like the two episodes very much i i think they're both a, a good time and i think i think one thing we should uh, we should do is try to see how many times marion ross uh, looks at the camera She's doing that. She does it like every scene. She she has one moment where she likes either she's like looking towards us at the audience or at the camera. I don't know what she's up to, but anyway, uh, next uh, episode we are in. We are we are full and properly in November, and we have the Fonz is allergic to girls and the first Thanksgiving. I think their first and I believe only Thanksgiving episode. Don't quote me on that. Um, but yeah, the next holiday episode is up up there. Let's hope the Fonz is allergic to girls is is fun rather than like Fonzie's blindness kind of thing and the first Thanksgiving is is good silliness so uh we'll see how that goes everyone be good to yourself I'm Dan I'm your host rocking all week with you happy days podcast we will be back 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 we will be back next time the Fonz allergic to girls and the first Thanksgiving listen to this Friday happy days Saturday what a day